Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night's episode of Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to review Friday Night Smackdown on this Bumper Monday <laughs> of podcast. <laughs> yeah. Also coming your way today is Rampage Review, yeah. Final Battle Review, NXT yeah. Delay yeah. Review, and, of course, a preview ahead of Monday Night Raw. Um, so apologies in advance if I mentioned something that didn't happen on the show because <laughs> I watched eight hours of wrestling yesterday uh-huh. and my brain is mush now. But from what I remember, I quite enjoyed this SmackDown. I was going to say, like, I felt like we should have watched the same, but then I only watched, like, the first half of Rampage because it was absolutely nothing in the second I felt the need to tune in for <laughs> and I wasn't reviewing it this week, so that was fine. The SmackDown was good. Um, I'd be lying if I said it was the thing I was most bristling with enthusiasm for from this weekend's wrestling. Um, but that is mainly because SmackDown is spelled S-M-A-C-K-D-O-W-N instead of D-0-W-N because I want all my wrestling shows to have numbers in at the end now. I cannot wait for us to review NXT Deadline coming later to the oh. podcast feed uh, with a one in because I type like that now. That's who I am now. Yes. I'm a guy. So this SmackDown should be S-M-4-C-K-D-0-W-N. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden I'll be like... Now, that's a show I take seriously. Because I had a good time, but come on, guys, get serious, yeah? It's a billion-dollar wrestling show. Make it look that way. Now, good SmackDown. Um, A few things sucked, actually, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. But there were some fascinating developments elsewhere. At least one solid slice of in-ring and something we called almost to the letter. And there's always a, like, we're complete arseholes for taking victory laps when they're, when off, when afforded the smallest and tiniest opportunity. Yeah. And there was a nice pasta heart-shaped one on uh, on this very broadcast to facilitate us to do just that. Indeed. Um, hot take, but another epic tag title match. Yeah, very good. There is a reason why they're the only number one tag team in the world. You know, FGR and the Briscoes had a really good, well done, number two versus number three, 
double dog collar match, but they're just not the Usos, are they? You're not going to piss me off with that because you're going to piss somebody else off oh, with it. Yeah. I can feel that coming. Baiting the uh, hook as we speak. Rumbling under the building like the Pink Slime and Ghostbusters 2, my go-to reference. Um, I want to talk about dog collar, double dog collar from Final Battle because I won't do on another podcast mm. otherwise. I want to talk about it with you specifically because we were in attendance for FTR Briscoe's 1 mm-hmm. and that was out of this world. Unbelievable. It's the best tag match I've ever been in attendance for. When I say out of this world, I mean in the bowels of hell because that felt like where I was when that match kicked off. Like <laughs> I felt like I was uh, amongst the burning embers of Satan himself. Um, I didn't think match two was that great, if I'm honest. Uh, mm. And I think it struggled, A, to live up to expectations, but B, from the weight of them, they, they were looking to get this critical acclaim that they didn't really yeah. reach for and didn't achieve it, I yeah. don't think. So there was none of that in this one. They just absolutely beat the dogs out of each other with those chains. Um, Genuinely one of the best matches I've seen. I think I liked it even more than the first one, which, considering how much live bias accounts for, mm. is like the highest praise I can give it. Dax Harwood gave a bloody look down the lens that I would compare to Eddie Kingston with a gas canister. I was like, <laughs> you want to commit a murder, mate. You absolutely want to commit a murder. Um, and I only want to talk about that in the context of SmackDown because, yeah, FTR and the Briscoes are two and three. Mm. Um, but as evidenced by this perfectly fine and, and reasonable enough more opener, Uso is better. Uso is better. Not yeah. our words. Not our words. Yeah. PWI, mate. So, <laughs> not in, surprisingly, not the best tag match of the weekend, that one. <laughs> not even that. We'll get to that later, won't we? Much later in Check the day. Check out the deadline review because there was a better tag match on that show. Guys, it's okay to like tag teams from four separate rosters, actually. Yeah. You can, it's okay to like... <laughs> yeah, this is what we're doing, right? It's okay to like the Usos from WWE and FTR from AEW. And the Briscoes from Ring of Honor and Pretty Deadly from NXT. Is that everybody? Have I got everybody? I think so. That's all the tag. That's the main tag teams, isn't it? I can't think of any others nah, that more. deserve a mention. That's got Certainly more. not in the top five of the PWA best tag teams. Want to wrestle six man tags? Do you? Well, then you could piss off out of the conversation, <laughs> can you? Anyway, no one cares about Final Battle because nope. uh, we're here to talk about SmackDown, which rules is the best show ever. <laughs> uh, Usos versus. Second best show of the weekend. Let's be fair. Come on, let's be balanced. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. Put some respect on Dilly. Yeah, Dilly. Um, it was uh, the Usos with Sami Zayn uh, versus Sheamus and Butch. Uh, Butch, unfortunately, replacing someone you would have loved to see, Drew McIntyre, of yeah. course. Butch better. <laughs> I mean, he, it was great, this. Yeah, it was really strong stuff. It was just like, I never bought that the titles were going to change hands because uh, they're not going to until probably Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fight for them. Mm-hmm. But I just... It's such a simple formula, but it works every time. I had a great, for you know, for the amount of times I sit here and, or we sit here and moan and say, oh, well, Triple H is putting too long a match on. Mm. This match went 20 minutes and I enjoyed every single second of it. Yeah, it wasn't. It, I don't think this fell into the trap of those raw ones that you feel like they're there to fill out the three hours. Certainly yeah. not. The problem with the Usos is, this is part of the analysis. So they're like, almost too good. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I don't want to trample over your play by play. The Usos, right. You know when people say quantity versus quality? I think... That applies to the Usos, but maybe not in the way that is as critical as it sounds. They do have to wrestle a lot of WWE Formula-style tag matches, and thus, I don't think as many as memorable. I'm not going to look back on 2022 and think the Usos were the best tag team in wrestling, in spite of our good friends at Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Mm. Right? I'm going to think of the FTR matches. That's like, and yeah. not just against the Briscoes, but of course against Aussie Open, um, against the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, do I have any opponents on Dynamite? No. Oh, yeah, the Acclaimed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's pretty much all of them. Yeah. The, all the big yeah. FTR matches. So, like, I'm going to think of them as the best. They're the tag team I'm going to leap to for 2022. That's not to say 
that the amount of Usos matches weren't all great on their own terms, but there is just a lot, and they do, they're more similar. Yes. So I don't think, I think the Usos are kind of stuck and stranded by the fact that less of them are memorable. Not all of that is their fault, but within the context of your, as you say, your sort of 20 minutes that you're asked for of a Saturday morning or a Friday night or whenever you watch SmackDown, you're not bored. No. You're not ripped off. You don't feel like they've just stretched something out beyond its premise. I think the Usos give you, um, what is the comparison? Sidgwick's better with his food analogies. If I said the Usos were the McDonald's to FTR's more gourmet burger selection, is that unfair on either side? Because who doesn't like a McDonald's? Exactly. Is that like, some people would see that as a criticism because it's Mackey's, but like, there's a time and a place for Mackey's, isn't there? Yeah. And you absolutely know for certain what you're going to get. And that's why some people like a gourmet burger because there's a bit of risk. There's a bit of variety. There's a bit of uh, this burger might suck ass. <laughs> but like when it's good, it's it's the best burger you're going to eat. And that's, yeah. F- that's FDR. Mackey's never gets it wrong, ever. Uh, with the odd occasion of when they do delivery and the chips are cold or something mm. like that, that's the Usos um, working Nakamura and Rick Boogs when Rick Boog gets an unfortunate injury. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Every, one in every ten. It's like, oh, this has gone wrong. But otherwise, like, how can you complain about nine pretty great matches? Exactly, yeah. Or so burgers. Enjoyable. I'm, I'm hungry now. <laughs> enjoyable back and forth early on. Um, they isolate Butch um, as we go to a break, come back, and he's trying to get to Sheamus. He gets the hot tag, runs wild. What a year he has had, by mm. the way. Uh, they do the... 10 beats of the Bodron, but actually Seamus does 15. I think Butch did about 20. Yep. He went bonkers. <laughs> um, they're fighting on the top rope. Seamus hits Jimmy with a white noise off there, which looked great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to another break. When we come back, uh, Butch hits a moonsault onto the Usos. Tornado DDT gets him a near fall. Uh, Jimmy and Jay regroup and isolate Butch on the top rope. It's like they're going to hit a super 1D, but Seamus pulls out Jimmy and Butch hits a running powerbomb for another two count. Uh, Seamus hits a razor's edge whilst Butch catches him as he's going for catches whoever the one of the Usos they're doing it on hits him with a neck breaker as well for another that great awesome. near fall yep. um, and then like a callback to what we've seen before obviously with the interference of Solo's Gore and Sami Zayn Sheamus goes for the Alabama Slam Zayn tries to interfere Ridge the bloody fridge Holland uh, interferes Jay still rolls up Sheamus for a near fall we get this is awesome champ more than deserved Sokoa and Holland fight around ringside he uh, does the spinning solo into the timekeeper's area on Ridge Holland. Uh, and then in the end, the Usos hit the 1D on Butch and Zayn holds Sheamus back from breaking it up. The Usos retain epic tag team title match once more. Yeah, just all action. I don't know how the Bloodline are currently doing this because it's not easy, as we've seen with... I think the most prominent example at the moment is Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciation Society. The Just a collection of bodies brawling around a match that's taking place isn't always doesn't always feel real mm. like it's sometimes like you've, been, you've got this kind of stable war going on and you know the two sides can't get along but I think sometimes it just feels like fake set dressing as a way to divert attention from the match somehow the chaotic energy is being sustained throughout the duration of all these hijinks Ridge and Solo stuff was tremendous yeah like I could it's, maybe it's Solo Sokoa thing maybe when sometimes somebody's just in that sweet spot I kind of take my eyes off him at the moment and if he's doing something even if the camera isn't focused on him if he's in my field of vision I would just want to watch he's amazing so the diversion is quite nice and you're then drawn to Sammy because you want to see what if anything is offered to you in terms of Sammy and the Usos and obviously more on that later but in this case, and as has been the case since Survivor Series War Games, seeing the thing work out is that lovely, warm feeling. Mm. Like, not to trample on Simon Miller's toes, but that warm and fuzzy feeling mm-hmm. where you're just like, yes, it worked again. 
Nice one, boys. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Good in. Nice one. Because there's a nervousness now around something going wrong because we finally reached the point where they're all mates. Oh, don't talk to me about same. it. So, yeah. It, like, I thought that played nicely into it and I thought the match was all action. Don't talk to me about getting nervous about stuff. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle, it's his big birthday celebration. He's seen arriving uh, with Gable Steveson. Braun Strowman comes up and uh, says hello to Kurt and welcomes Steveson. <laughs> says, uh, you know, I've heard been doing big stuff at the Performance Centre. Yeah. Um, and, uh, hey, hurry up. We could use your ear on SmackDown. You can even get these hands. Steveson's like, thanks very much. I'll come and see you when I'm good and ready. When's that going to be? Like 10 years? Could we use him on SmackDown? Like, I thought Steveson was appalling on this show. Like, I don't want to, like, we don't, go out of our way to bury people on these podcasts. I thought he had a terrible night. This was a gift-wrapped evening to um, show something. You know, there's been this, like... It was WrestleMania, wasn't it? You remember Stephanie McMahon unveiled him? Yes. And everybody... Nobody wanted to say it out loud. Got anything? Has he? Mm. Where's the where's the where's the charisma? Where's the anything? It's really like, hard being compared to Kurt Angle. It's even harder when you're presented right next to him. Yeah, like, but I, but I felt like this was them trying. Yeah, to sort of put him in a position where he can, you know, that like half of acting is reacting or whatever. Is yeah, say, like Braun's saying all this stuff. He's got the lines to remember. Stevenson roughly knows what Braun's going to say, and all he has to do is look believable, reacting to those lines. I thought he did a terrible job. I thought, I, I thought this was a. Uh, amidst uh, a series of segments that I actually thought were quite charming with Kurt Angle, I thought Stevenson had a kind of disastrous night on SmackDown. It because felt like such an easy yeah. layup, wasn't it? And yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't feel it for large parts of this. Uh, then we get the news that John Cena is returning for the last SmackDown of the year. Yeah. And I, I thought it was no mistake that they're saying, John Cena's coming back on December 30th. And next up is L.A. Night. Yeah, there's a WrestleMania main event. Of course, that's right. Both of them just point at the sign and then they do the Orton Cena stare off, but like the fans go absolutely apeshit for it. Honestly, I, I need it. I need it in my life. We're not going to be around to preview the Cena thing, are we? We'll preview it now. Should we just, should we just see? Like, I know L.A. Night's going to be doing bollocks with Bray Wyatt for quite some time. Yeah. But like, doesn't mean you can't tease because he's not going to be doing it with Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Kids, give me five minutes. <laughs> I'm playing with our, I want to talk to my friend Adam about John Cena. When we're doing Zoom calls. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but I love... Oh, the change in my mood regarding John Cena in the last few years is astonishing. Oh, his comebacks are electrifying, aren't they? Oh, thank God John's back. <laughs> Everything's all right, guys. So LA Knight is out and he wants answers, God damn it. <laughs> because, yeah. hey, all these people... Uh, the WWE, they never watch the show. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. So, they do. So, you can shut that argument right down. <laughs> until until they don't. Until they don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, LA Knight says, I've been, I watched the show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people are like, hmm, who was it who attacked LA Knight? And he's like, look, it's literally <laughs> the Bray Wyatt masks in the background. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then we get, uh, that's all interrupted with Uncle Howdy uh-huh. um, saying, uh, what, uh, what are you waiting for? Uh, people deserve to be punished, man. Do it. Uh, LA Knight needs to suffer and the door's closing and some other bollocks, basically. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> LA Knight responds by saying, need any more evidence? You're a cross-eyed half-wit. Yeah. Uh, and then he's going to go and do something about this, but he does seem a little bit unnerved. Yeah. Should we, can, we, can we wrap LA Knight and Bray Wyatt here? Yeah. Is that going to mess up your process too much? What what next, Wilbon? What happens when he goes and does something about he, it? He uh, he's searching for him backstage. Going to a locker room, finds a Bray Wyatt upside down BT shirt. The lights go out. La Knight, smart man, pulls out his phone, turns the light on, 
and there's someone in a mask. And I think LA Knight's been kidnapped. Hard cut. Is he dead? Like, what's gone on here? Like, just that's it. There was no sort of, uh, it's a proper switching gears. Like, Michael didn't even need to say it. The whole show was when like. When we come back from the break, by the way, we go straight to the Kurt Angle party. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a party going on the other side of the room. Hey, what time's LA Knight getting here? Oh, I don't know. He's been kidnapped by a ghost, spooky uncle <laughs> in a, uh, another locker room. So, sorry. Like, there's no sort of, like, police questioning or anything like that. This is this is as rubbish as as good as LA Knight is trying to make it, right? Yeah. He is uh, no-selling how preposterous it is that Bray Wyatt is denying these crimes when it's obviously him uh, or Uncle Howdy or whoever. LA Knight coming out every week and saying, hey, this sucks, actually, doesn't mean it stops sucking. Yeah. That is the problem. Like, he's playing... I do like the idea of, like, Bray Wyatt being like, it's not me, and it being like, it is you, it is, you just don't realise. you're He's having, podcast like- reviewing his own programme, <laughs> LA Knight, at this point, because... We highlighted those exact problems with it a couple of weeks ago, and now it's like, oh yeah, I agree with you. It's this, it's this, it's this, and then he's getting his ass kicked anyway, or he's getting disappeared off the face of the earth by an entity, by a spooky ghost. He's like, for all we know, maybe, maybe him and uh, Bray are in it together, and LA Knight's doing a Miz thing and just wants to get some more influence. Ooh. And maybe when he's yet again suspiciously freed, new tag team Knight and Bray. Oh my god. Right, this is what the Miz did, wasn't it? Like next week, suspiciously he's fine again. That mm. same thing is happening to LA Knight, but him and Bray aren't working together. Well, so is Bray just ineffective on purpose? He's just being attacked. This time he's been kidnapped. This, this is all about what happens. Totally different now. Yeah, totally different now. So who's when LA Knight is in Uncle Howdy's uh, secret compound? Who's going to be filming him? The same person that filmed Swerve cutting off uh, Billy Gunn's fingers. <laughs> I just, like I, I just, I just hope we're back in the the swamp with the with the stock footage of alligators. Yeah. That was my favourite. It's like, beware, like, do not enter here or something. But I was like, I'm going to go in anyway. Yeah. Ay, oh, this story is terrible. Like, can we, uh, like, can we not at this point even try to assume that this Uncle Howdy thing is going to go well? I'm still into Bray Wyatt in patches, the performance of him playing him. But the point when he puts the phone light on and he sees the spooky little Uncle Howdy thing. Oh, it's, yeah, I say this every week. That's Fiend again then. Like every week is fucking fiend. <laughs> I, 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 I am. I tell you, I'm still on this train somehow. <sighs> Inexplicably, I like the idea of Uncle Howdy being like, "What's the phrase?" I don't. I do apologize if I got this, get this wrong, and offend anyone. Mm. But like a psychotic episode. Mm-hmm. So like Bray Wyatt literally just loses hours of his life. Yeah. I like the fact that he spends that time editing together a footage of himself <laughs> looking <laughs> all spooky as, as Uncle Howdy. But inexplicably, until we have the wrestling match, I'm yeah. like, let's let this play out. Because Papa H has earned that. You, can you not see it being Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight? Match starts, everything's fine. And then at some point in the middle of the match, bleep, 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 lights off, lights back on. Oh, yeah. Where's Bray gone? Like, like for, hypothetically, right, imagine. I've heard whispers. I'm off Twitter at the moment, but there's whispers going around on Reddit and other that, like, you know, some people. Yeah. You're braced. You're sitting down. Go on. Some people think that uh, you and Stax are the same person. What? Which I don't even get, because Stax doesn't even like you. No. Like, he kind of shows you open disdain a lot of the he, time. He, took my, took, he steals this mic. I yeah. give up my seat for him. He kind of calls and you I worse than sh- when he's here. I can't do it. Hi, guys. Yeah. I can't do an impression You're not really a voice guy, are you? No. no. So, like, I don't like that. Ugly, ugly rumour going around, right, that you and Stax are the same. I don't even get where people are coming from with that. But that is absolutely the case here. Yes. Like, he's the same guy. 
and they're gonna have to when he, if and when when he's like as you point out an episode I quite like that like almost out of body experience yeah. he doesn't even know that it's happening to him it's like well well I do because yeah. I, can, I can see it mate like you've just put a blue crying mask on <laughs> I like the idea of him going on his computer going what's this file and it's him doing takes of Uncle Howdy <laughs> but I love LA Night and I'm like I'm so excited for this week's Smackdown like, nervous excitement, but excitement nonetheless. I think we could genuinely have a late contender for match of the year. Right. Genuinely. Yeah, Ricochet yeah. versus Gunther, from what we saw later on, could be yeah, fantastic. Excited to preview this one, extremely hungover on Friday. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we're going to be hungover as well. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really get carried away about this. What called Christmas party on Thursday, Thursday ladies and gentlemen. Um, and um, you've got <laughs> the mad bollocks with all the tag teams. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got Women's tag. Women's tag team title mm-hmm. match. Yep. And you've got Roman Reigns. and We'll, we'll get to that yeah, yeah. in due course. Um, do you know another thing? I really am swimming against the tide with some of the stuff on SmackDown, but I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm I'm just I'm just feeling, you know, warm and fuzzy, to use the words of Simon Miller. And it's Christmas time, and I'm goodwill to all, and I'm, I'm just willing stuff. Because Megan Morant's chatting to Legado del Fantasma, who look unbelievable in mm-hmm. the car park, uh, talking about the Viking Raiders, <laughs> and all you hear is a scream, and Shotzi's Adoran broken, basically. Yeah. And uh, and they cut back to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, and this is not the Ronda Rousey that I was hoping for when she returned. Yeah. But there's still, there's something, you're telling me there's a chance, there's something there. Them doing the deliberately crap power of, uh, someone needs to tell the China shop, the balls are coming. <laughs> like, I'm like... <laughs> And there was a bit in the match where we got to later on. I was like, there's still summer. There's still something there with Ronda Rousey. There was another bull line as well, wasn't there? Oh, d- uh, reference in the breakfast club. Yes, please. Bull law. Mess with the bull, get the horns. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. And then Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox come in. There was a nice thing on Tegan Knox as well later, yeah. establishing the, her, her amazing story. They challenged them for a match later. Are we onto something here? So are they going to start telling people you can't, on SmackDown... The SmackDown Women's Division can't run with the Bulls. And that's going to be their nickname. Bullshit. Because they're hard <laughs> as Bulls, but they talk absolute garbage. Maybe, yeah. Sorry for the one. And they've got a really busy day. That's the only one. One and done. One and done. Because I'm off till Thursday. Uh, <laughs> the Tegan Knox thing on that. Because um, jury's out for me on Ronda and Shane as part I thought the Tegan Knox video was tremendous. Great way to, to introduce her to people who don't know. We were talking about how um, Triple H, when it comes to bringing back women, he is clearly stocking up rather than necessarily telling you that every person is a main event room waiting. Emma. Quite right as yeah. well, because you, otherwise you've got too many people. Yeah. Emma has not been brought back to be a main event room waiting. Candice LeRae appears right now. Is she now crushing on She's crushing on Riddick. And not to be a main event room waiting right now. Me, um, war games aside, doesn't feel like yeah, right now. And yeah, so on yeah. so There's more. Uh, this was different gravy because they've given you a lot to know about this character in order to facilitate her quite quickly getting into tag title contention and looking like a baby face that's here to kick ass Mm. and something that Dakota Kai specifically should be worried about. And if you didn't know, now you know. Um, (laughs) Speaking of which, right to get get hit in a row. AEW gets more criticism than I believe is fair about how it um, presents characters that you might not be aware of. Mm -hmm. But the worst thing Triple H could have done when it comes to getting... I'm going to bring back everybody, is falling into that same trap. Mm. WWE is a video package company, 
WWE's like Triple H, especially with his NXT people, has got lore out the ass because nobody yeah. was watching. I was like, we were watching it to review, but nobody else was. So there's all these stories he can tell using this footage that already exists. He'd be stupid not to. Yeah. It's good use of TV time rather than five minutes on every match. Um, number one guy in all of wrestling, Roman Reigns, is returning this week now. Is it? Uh, yeah. Finger in the air. More on that in a little while, and then we got uh, the Viking Raiders with Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just a weird name. Yeah. It's Sarah Logan uh, versus Legado del Fantasma uh, with Zelina Vega and Santos Escobar. Do, uh, do you want me to talk about the match? It looked like about. the Viking Raiders were going to kill them anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Hit Row's music hits. B-Fab comes out and sits on the, the ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that distracts everyone to allow uh, Shanti the Adonis uh, and Top Dollar to come in and attack everyone. The match went to a DQ, of course. Um, but you spotted something that I missed. I did. Uh, do you want me to be nice first or nasty? I don't care. Right, well, do nice. It's not often that I get to compliment uh, and praise the physicality of B-Fab, so I'm going to. Okay. She has had a couple of matches that are best were best left on the cutting room floor, mm-hmm. and that is fine because wrestlers should be allowed to develop before they end up on television, but we are where we are. She looked awesome throwing Sarah Logan, Valhalla, into uh, Zelina Vega at the desk. She kicked her ass, and then she hoied her there, and she like was proper like... Job done, great. Look cool as like she looked great on the ramp, setting the whole thing up. Yeah, like uh, Bfab nailed everything this week. Top dollar did not, <laughs> not so much. God damn! Like I'm just every week. What was it that we were talking about last week? Where you said you wanted to do like a Christmas book of a Where's Wally? What was it? What was the thing that we were wear? Oh, it'll come back. to Yeah. Me. Well, anyway, there should be a Where's Wally, and the one thing you've got to spot amidst a slew of botches and terrible action is the one good thing Top Dollar can do because I'm yet to see it. Like. Can he do lucha? No. Can he rap? I don't think he can. Uh, can he not come across like a complete arsehole in WWE documentaries? Check. No chance. Uh, like, add getting in the ring to that list because his job is to get in the ring with a steel chair. Uh, uh, that's two things at once. Like, I get it. Like, I can barely sort of. Uh, if we, once we finish recording a podcast, like I'm sort like all my energy is sapped and it takes me a little while to get back into writing. My wife loses her mind at my inability to multitask. So maybe me and Top Dollar are on the same page <laughs> because his task was to slide in the ring with a steel chair and Jesus Christ, that looked too tough. Fifty percent of it. Uh, Ish. No, what happened was he did 50% of the 50% because he dropped the chair and then it was like, right, all I've got to do, the chair's gone now. <laughs> That's, it's like on a game show. That's gone. You cannot win that, but you can at least get in the ring and then that in itself becomes a struggle. I don't want to sound like I'm picking on top dollar because I'm aware that how much this sounds like. Shh, you're wearing a Rick and Morty jumper today. Show me what you got. Yeah. Because I cannot see it. Uh, what is it? What, like, what, is top, what does top dollar offer? Like, as much as I think the whole, oh, you're Vikings and you got Valhalla, I'm like, at least I know what you're going for yeah. here. You're an unstoppable force. The hero act shouldn't be bad. Yeah. Like, the hero act should work. I, oh. bad. This was this was bad. Like, the um, the chair beat down were, like, had something because I think it was actually quite nice to give Hit Row a bit of shine against the yeah. Viking Raiders. Yeah. They have, like, they're in matches and in segments, Hit Row have just eaten every single yeah. week. So it was nice to see them get a little something, but it, oh, I don't know. Like, not so good, Al. Not so good, Al. Not so good, Al. <laughs> Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. This was the bit where we had uh, LA Knight getting kidnapped, and then... I, you know, call me a stupid WWE mark, but I liked Kurt Angle having a big old party, and then you see the number one dad card, and I thought, oh my god, they've done it. Yeah. And there's Jason Jordan. That was a nice, and it got a nice pop from the fans. Huge yeah, yeah, oh I got like I love that it was a pasta card as well. You know, like where he's made yeah. the heart out with the little pasta things. This was great. This was absolutely tremendous. Uh, WWE is an all year round television company that can never, it'll never bat a thousand, to use an American football term. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got to acknowledge, the best thing you can do is when you've had a million bad ideas, which WWE did, especially in the last 20 years when this man's brain started to erode, take the piss out of them. Like you were in such good faith taking the piss out of yourself when you're rubbish. When something is rubbish, acknowledge it as such. And this was such a warm and lovely... Yeah. And that was crap, wasn't it? Yeah, it was crap. Should we have some fun with it? Yeah, let's have some fun. Uh, when May Young's hand... Returned on that raw. <laughs> yeah. Like to see, was it to Mark Henry? Yeah. Like, he, hey, Dad. Oh, I forget. You know, it's you fully can, grown now. Ah, yeah. Fully grown hand with a face on it. Like, fantastic pattern because the hand would be 20. Yeah. Like, this is the sort of stuff you do. I think I've Number one, Dad. I think I've remembered the uh, Where's Wally thing. Mm-hmm. Could it have been this? And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Christmas book coming. Uh, we should have sold shop.whatculture.com. Where's the lie? Just a million Bobby Fishes, and you've just got to find the lie. Should, have I said this out loud on the podcast when we should be patent pending? Yeah, we should, be, should yeah we should be getting this out now. Around. Uh, right, next. What could possibly go wrong? Fishing for the lie. Very good. Where's Bobby? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? A contract signing. Mm. Uh, it is for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, of course, Ricochet won the World Cup last week. And therefore, we'll... we'll the only World Cup that matters, I believe. Yeah. 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 
Well, at least there was uh, good officiating. In that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Ray Ricochet is going to face Gunther again for the IC title. He's out there. So is Imperium, though. But because of the numbers disadvantage, mm-hmm. New Day are smart. And they go like, well, we've had issues with Imperium. Ricochet's going to get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And he's already at a bit of a disadvantage because look at the size of Gunther. So they come out, interrupt Postman Pierce, and they say, look, we all know how this goes. Uh, we're here to prevent Imperium from destroying Ricochet. Oh, and mention the fact that we've got um, a mint tag match at NXT Did Lane, which, of course, we'll be reviewing a little bit later on. Can't wait. Uh, and Pierce is like, sorry, what are you doing here? And Woods said, have you ever actually watched wrestling before? <laughs> said the word wrestling. So. Yeah. Uh, and Gunther says, uh, shut up, basically. Uh, we are we are wrestlers. We're not performers. That's why I'm going to beat you again, Ricochet. Yeah. And uh, Ricochet says, wait a second. You just say uh, you, uh, you can't perform? And uh, New Day jump all over this as well. And I did some uh, long, detailed research. I got the help of uh, Andy Murray and Michael Sidgwick on this. And what Ricochet was referring to mm-hmm. was in the bedroom, yeah. whether it be Giovanni Vinci, I probably doubt that because I'm going to get a look mm, at him, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser yeah. or Gunther, when they Where are, this going? When they are this going? in the bedroom uh-huh. with a lady, uh-huh. what they're saying is, or what Ricochet was implying is uh-huh. that they can't get a... Uh, oh. oh, right. I get it now. I Right. Because I was thinking, well, they were just talking about wrestling. So how are they talking about wrestling again? Yeah, no, it wasn't talking about wrestling. I thought it was sexy. Ah, oh, they're talking about sex. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it. Was there? Was a line? There was something the new day said, wasn't there? Like, uh, I've been really unhappy with the content of the new day's promos of late. Was it? Did you did it resting Gunther face? Yeah, said resting Gunther face. There <laughs> goes the chair. What the? It's so difficult to understand about a handsome man just trying to live his fucking life. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it, Wilborn. He's too angry about it. Beauty shaming will not stand on this podcast or any wrestling show. <laughs> He's still beautiful in my eyes. But I did really like how... Um, the tribute to Jason David Frank, RIP, with a white and green ranger. Uh, and indeed, the excellent match they had. Uh, yes. NXT deadline. I just think they should probably <laughs> leave that one alone. Some people can't help the physical beauty they're born with. And uh, the envy is one of the ugliest of the sins. IMO. <laughs> Brawl breaks out after Ricochet says, I'm going to win your title, basically, Gunther. Yeah. And then we get six man. And uh, let me just check my notes. Oh, yeah, this was mint. Um, because, of course it was. Yeah. Ricochet, The New Day, and Imperium. You fun, genuinely have it? to try hard to have a bag match. And again, another 20-minute match, or 18-odd mm. minutes, that I just was so entertained by and set up, oh, I can't wait for next week's match either. I thought this was um, an unexpected highlight when the... Imp- <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be Sage in the place of Sage himself what was going to happen in this middle portion of SmackDown? Like, were they were they allocating 20 minutes for a contract signing because have they ever watched wrestling before? Well, they were going to have more of a party for Kurt Angle. They just had to cut it short. Nailed it. Thank so. you. Right, yep. Asked and answered. Thank you very much for that. So with the 20 minutes that got used to this instead of Kurt Angle's party, yet again, uh, maybe I'm just feeling generous, uh, Christmas spirit or something, and I shouldn't be because of the New Day's promo, but <laughs> I, I just couldn't quite believe how good this was for the relatively low stakes and the feeling of 
this is uh, this is match to build a match, which is typically one of the things I hate the most in wrestling. And yet, like I'm, I was kind of a slave to the action. Mm. I, I think there is such a such a lot to be said for a program. Uh, that feels like it's got momentum, which Gunther's Intercontinental title run does, which Gunther versus Ricochet does, uh, versus any other TV matches that are perfectly good but aren't wrapped around something that you're invested in. Mm. You can't... I, there's, I wish there was a rule, but there just isn't one. Like, there's so much great wrestling every week across SmackDown and Raw and Dynamite and Rampage, except for this week's main event. And I just think that you've got to... If you care even slightly about the characters, it elevates the action in a way that should be obvious but isn't. And I just had no idea how they pulled something so entertaining from something that I should have been, like, fast-forwarding or sneezing yeah. through. So, like, a, such an over-delivery of what is a bland, rote TV formula thing. If you don't like WWE, this won't have been for you. But if you do like it, I just feel like... I, personally, I feel like I can't believe my luck getting yeah. stuff like this at the moment. Genuinely, the, it's of such a decent quality. And shout-out to uh, my best friend, uh, Wade Barrett. Uh, who quite rightly put over Giovanni Vinci as one of the best pound-for-pound, pound, strongest, best guys that they've got. Imperium, a kick and ass. Like, they've had one of the low-key, I think, like, underrated teams of the year, Imperium. Like, I would put, because if you think about the time they were separated from, like, Gunther as well, from in NXT, yeah. when we were really getting into them, or Walter at the time as he was, whichever way around it worked, I would definitely put them, like, maybe fifth or sixth in that tag team list. Like, I, I could definitely see them, like, cracking, like, above seventh or eighth. You don't, yeah. don't want to put them in the doldrums, but, like, I would have them around there. <laughs> so, Kingston gets the hot tag at one point, uh, runs wild, um, hits the boom drop, sets up for the trouble in paradise, but, of course, Ludwig Kaiser interferes. I like the way Ludwig Kaiser somehow seems to wrestle with his arm behind his back half the time. Yeah. Like, that's his pose from when he was ringside, obviously, normally with Gunther, but he somehow manages to still work like that and be just... He's just such a, like, when he's little face and he put a... He's an indignant Orange Cassidy, isn't he? (laughs) But in the best way. Um, That allows Giovanni Vinci to recover and just wreck Kingston (laughs) with a nice uppercut. They chucked uh, Kingston over the announce table and the heels cackle to take us through a break. When we come back, there's a face-off between Ricochet and Gunther. Uh, Gunther nails him with some hard chops, but Ricochet fights back and starts... Beating him up in the corner, if I'm honest. Hits Gunther with a uh, jumping knee. Uh, Gunther goes to that b- huge big boot, and Ricochet does like a Matrix-style dodge mm-hmm. of it, which looked great, and it's going to be even better yeah. next week. Um, uh, Imperium look like they're going to finish with the Imperium bomb on uh, Kingston. He gets out of it. Uh, Ricochet hits Kaiser with a top-rope Hurricane Rana. Uh, Kaiser then gets hit with a Trouble in Paradise, and Ricochet hits the 630 for the win, and there's has a stare down with Gunther that, yeah, sells the big match next week. Tremendous tease for the match. Uh, Ricochet actually feels, he'll lose, I think, but it feels like he's got the requisite amount of momentum needed to make the match feel something next You'll week. You'll buy a pinfall, won't 100%, absolutely. Uh, and then you did have a great weekend. Yes, more on that on the uh, deadline review a little bit later. Um, there's a bouncer, just to make sure not every old reprobate can get into Kurt Angle's party, mm-hmm. uh, including the Alpha Academy. Uh, Gable and Otis can't get in. The names aren't down, not even under Master Gable. Yeah. Uh, and the Street Profits obviously s- stroll straight in. It's brilliant going to the same party as the Street Profits, isn't it? It is. It feels good. It makes you feel like, uh, you know, speaking from experience, as, yeah. we, ca- as yeah. we can, it's nice to be uh, crossing that same red rope as the Street Profits. Not while, to- while I'm in 2023. See you there, boys. <laughs> Please. Uh, not to invoke uh, Shane McMahon. <laughs> not that version. Mm. Um, but the next thing was sick. Sick! 
<laughs> but also made me feel a little bit sick because uh-huh. we're in the back. Sammy's saying the Usos. <sighs> they're buzzing. They're another what, two tag title defenses in a week because mm-hmm. um, they're the best tag team in the world. Um, everyone's feeling Usy. Do you look Usy? Usy, Usy, Usy. Solo Sokolos just sat there, mm-hmm. completely blank expression on his face, and still somehow commanding, like you say, your attention. Before we get to the uh, stomach churning misery of this segment, mm. did you notice? Uh, when your eyes weren't drawn to the constant upwards facing studs of the French defend, uh, defenders in the World Cup game. I, I can't speak French. Uh, I let the funky music do the talking. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, did you see there was a flag that I'm pretty sure said Usi? And it must mean really? something. Really? I think it means something in French. I don't know. But like every time I they were doing like that. one of slow motion replays, there was a French. I'd like, if we've got any French listeners, uh, let us know what Usi might be or what, it, what I might have spotted instead. But I feel like I saw Usi. It wasn't like they weren't actually like, yeah. I'm not, I don't think they were Bloodline fans. I think it was something in French, but I, I couldn't see what think it was. I of my, I only did GCSE French, mm-hmm. but I, I think I got a B in it. Mm-hmm. And I, limited knowledge that I have, I yeah. think Usi stands for Corrupt Brazilian Officials. That might be it, yeah. I, uh, I got an A in French because our French teacher was uh, on the moderation team and he taught us exact phrases to use and remember <laughs> power of fashion. So I can't speak French, but I can say, which means to do anything else, you must be mad. Hey. Because that was apparently like a key phrase that the, uh, the, for the speaking exam, the moderators loved. He's like, just learn key phrases. The weekend dernier, je jouais au foot sur la plage. I went, last weekend, I played football with my friends. I played football every weekend with my friends on the beach because <laughs> that got me an A. <laughs> Never spoke. Never spoke a word of like actual like French French to a French no, person yeah, 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 in a sentence yeah, yeah. ever. It was just like six lines. Remember these exactly. It's like yeah. it's like a WWE promo. Don't go yeah. that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Jimmy and Solo head off to the Waffle Heasy, mm-hmm. and uh, Jay just holds Zane back, and I'm like, uh, what's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, uh, tidy all this up. Maybe get a, maybe trim your beard. Maybe get a bit of a haircut. And Sammy's like, why, why would I do that? He's like, well, I'm not sure if you saw earlier, but Roman's showing next week and uh, Summer Big's going to happen. Right, simultaneously, <laughs> that makes me think, oh, cool, Sammy Zane's going to officially become Sammy you, so he's going to get a lay, we're going to get the Bloodline Family Christmas, we're going to get all of the, everything our hearts desired, yeah. or he's going to get his head fucking taken off. That's the joy of it. That is the joy of it. It's all for the preview for next week, but it's worth noting, by the way, that uh, next week is a double taping. So if they're going to do something impactful... It's going to be on the first show, so whatever's happening, expect it next week because anything else would be like spoilers will get out, I would assume. So you've got like four or five days to ruminate on that. It's just, I've, I don't know. it was gripping. This was absolutely they've got us again. It's the it's the big box under the tree where you don't know if your parents have got you the games console or I don't know what kids have nowadays hoverboard. I think my nephew won <laughs> one of them, or yeah. they've just gone. Oh, we've got you a. Uh, knitting set yeah nothing against knitting no there's a there's an Apple iPad shaped box and you're 95% certain it's an Apple iP- sh- like iPad shaped box but you can still buy the Encyclopedia Britannica oh <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been done by that by your parents so we, we have a bit of a tradition mm. I'm going to go off on this t- t- let's t- do it a uh, bit of a tradition in, in the Wilborn family household that goes back many decades mm-hmm. naturally um, and if you've not done it I suggest you adopt it right yeah. this year our family never gives you something. To say it's like a CD, mm-hmm. you never get in a square-shaped okay. thing. That yeah, you, yeah. you go, it's a CD, open mm. it. My mom, over the years, has collected too many, if anything, actually, mm. boxes, empty cereal boxes, empty you know, Amazon delivery boxes or whatever, and every present is disguised. Oh, nice, I like that. So we do this every year, right? Yeah. 
Sweet. So you open up a present, you rip the paper off. How did you fit this bike into a cereal box, <laughs> Mum? He's literally like, oh, a, a box of Weetabix. Oh, no, it's actually okay, yeah. uh, a yeah, yeah, book like or that. whatever, yeah. right? Right, one year... I'd want a book shaped wrapping with Weetabix inside. Yeah. <laughs> I, want the, I want the cereal. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they played it quite well here because uh, my, my late grandmother, mm-hmm. um, when, she was, when she was on her way, let's say... I'd been asking for this computer game that I'd wanted for for ages. I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, and it, it was like under the and I was the box, and I'm like, oh my god, it's there! It's the game, and that's that's literally my Christmas, right? And I opened the box, and it was the box of the. So say, let's say it wasn't FIFA. Yeah. But let's say all you want for Christmas this year is FIFA. I always get the confused. What year is it? FIFA twenty three. We've been twenty three now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. FIFA twenty three, and you go there. You go, Adam. <laughs> It's in the box for FIFA 22, and you're like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to yeah, be yeah. like, this isn't the one I wanted, because you're not an ungrateful little bastard, mm-hmm. right? But you also are like, oh, I can see why elderly people go, they want the FIFA. That's yeah. the FIFA, right? They go into a... And some know, some absolute charlatan in the game shop has been rubbing their hands together. FIFA and like, is it he wants? We yeah, can yeah. flog them last year for 40 quid. Yeah. Easy, yeah. Hate that. And like, I had to be like, oh, oh thanks, Nana. I got, it's just what I wanted. Oh, that's nice, yeah. And then, psych, it's in the wrong box. That's good. No, I just had the heartbreaking version of that. Um, very much, you know, the Bart Simpson opens Lee Carvalho's put-in challenge. <laughs> you have chosen. Uh, my auntie Mel. I'm sure she's a listener and a massive wrestling fan. I think Although she's, she's a five-star review of you on uh, Raw tomorrow, yeah. actually. She's probably not a listener because she's not a fucking wrestling fan because she got this fucking wrong. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like 1992 or something. Not that I remember it like it was fucking yesterday. Uh, 93. And... Um, like, me folks had obviously given the instruction, wrestling video. Yeah. Like, wrestling video. Like, here's what he's got. They've probably gone along the shelf. Otherwise, there's loads out. Coliseum video. I've got them released now at the S, and we only get them from car boot sales. So if you go into a shop, odds are he's not got that one yet. I was all, I've never really got brand, brand new. It was like, yeah, you cannot go wrong with that wrestling video, wrestling video, wrestling video. And there it is. The VHS, the perfectly shaped VHS oh. box under the tree. Yeah, hit me with one. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll open it up and you'll still be on my head in, but I opened it up and I was like, what? Like she wasn't there to witness it, but I was like, what the f- is this? Like the, the, the eight-year-old boy version of an expletive-laden rant of being able to <laughs> not be ungrateful, but be like, eh. Even my mum and dad were like, that's wrong. That is, you've not followed instructions. I've got the best of gladiators. Now, we, I, <laughs> I don't mind a bit of gladiators on a Saturday night. Of course, oh, okay, yeah. From the from Birmingham's beautiful NIA, site of some tremendous wrestling shows have attended in, in England's second city, no less. Mm. It's, it's not Jets there. Bingo! Lightning's there. Bingo! Uh, to be quite honest, Shadow's there. Bingo! But you know who isn't there? Do you want to tell you who else is there? My favourite. See, here's a game. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> God, so, we, we will get back to Smackdown. I do promise in a minute. It's time to play Sorry. the game! We've done a thing here. Not to alienate our American listeners, right? Gladiators over in your country was called American Gladiators. Ooh! Ooh. Fancy Dan. Oh, hang on. And God bless the United States. Can you guess uh-huh. what young Wilborn, young Adam Wilborn's favourite gladiator was? Ooh. Ooh. Not now, like they're not being now you're, like No, Jet I was gonna say was young Wilborn. Like Shadow's great. Shadow ruled. Warrior was one of my guys because his name was like the ultimate warrior and he Wolf was Man. juiced to the gills. I'm gonna go with Oh, God, I know. I know it, and it's just come to me. Was it Cobra? It was Cobra. <laughs> He's got the pants. He was wacky, wasn't he? He Cobra? was a uh, mum-like hunter. Called 
Mum's yeah. Mum's favourite one. Yeah. yeah, I like I like I also really like Rhino as well because he just Rhino was <laughs> Rhino was a unit, wasn't he? As wide as he was Basically, tall. He had to run down what can only be described as like for our American listeners a mini half pipe or gauntlet. Yeah, oh my yes. right. And you had to, they they all had like I don't know a big uh, yeah. foam thing to hit him with. Big barrier and like if you got past him, like if you literally just got past the line in the mm-hmm. in the half pipe, you moved on to the next one. They couldn't attack you anymore. Well, unless you're the Wolfman. Boo. Boo. The last one was Rhino, and it basically was the same as having ECW's Rhino there. Like, cool, well, you're not winning this game. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to uh, back to uh, SmackDown. And do you know what? I, I'm probably, again, being far too optimistic, or I've just watched so much wrestling, it's destroyed my brain this weekend. I really liked ominous Carrion Cross going to see Rey Mysterio in the trainer's room talking about horses he killed. This went better than it had any right to. Right, I, I'm with you. I, I can't work out why I enjoyed this so much, but this whole law that poor Scarlett like, had dead horses as a kid <laughs> sort of popped me, actually. This idea that Ray is... Uh, like he's never. What's funny, right, is that because it's Ray, he's never normally compared to big things, is he? But mm. horses are... But I'm terrified. I don't know. I'm terrified of horses. Yeah, I've no, never seen the desire of riding. Do you want to jump on that thing? Nope. Being near one, standing around the back of one. New thing, you like. The, Ray's never been compared to a horse, but it does track. Yeah. Like no pun intended. He was a thoroughbred. He was this like from Nitro and then the early days in WWE. He was this like like race winning. You'd be you'd hang the thing around his neck, wouldn't you? Like mm. prize winning wrestler, just this perfect guy. And then horses break down, and just. Giving you the idea that, like, no wonder Dominic kicked your ass to the curb. Time to go to the glue factory, da- <laughs> dad. Was just, like, and doing it in front of her. Like, making her relive these, well, I'm assuming to be childhood trauma. You know, Scarlett's Romanian. What? What's going on? There's a lot of you carrying, but I'm with it. Uh, the bastards might have me half interested in carrying Cross versus Rey Mysterio. And, and how dare they? And how dare they? Because, you know, what's really funny about this is that, like, Karrion's going to win this feud, right? And we're not carrying cross guys for the most part. Karrion's going to win this feud, and he's going to win probably with the help of Dominic because they're all dark adjacent. And for one night, we can say, like, cross is in the judgment day. Yeah. The idea of Dominic, this little creep, helping Karrion Cross, and then Karrion Cross doing serious guy stuff at the end and pretending that he hasn't been helped by just the worst guy you know. Like, that's going to be good. Yeah. That is going to be good. Also, obviously, don't actually do this, and abuse towards animals is awful. Uh-huh. One of the worst things people can do, in my opinion. But we all need sticks. But I do like the idea of going cross Sato suplexing a horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done with that one. He can't do the races. He can't pull carts anymore. Carry on has killed your horse. <laughs> There'll be glue when he is done. Lay your big horse head to rest. Don't you cry, you're Russian. Oh, where's she from? Romanian. Romanian. Scarlet's dead horse. Oh my God, they're going to beat a dead horse with Karen Cross. And not for the first time. One, two, three, four. Lacey Evans back. Marine Corps. I like these video packages, man. Yeah. Um, I always look at them and go, yeah, I could never be a Marine. No, hard as nails, isn't it, being a Marine? Anytime that they say, you know when you watch those programs, it's like SAS or whatever. The bit for me isn't they're like crawling through the mud or, you know, firing a gun mm. or doing these like mad challenges or running uh, 28 miles uh, with 20 kilos on your back. Yeah. The moment they go... Today's recruits wake up at 4 a.m. I go, no, <laughs> no, I'm out. 
you know what? I, you know which bit I don't like, and I get it. I do understand that it's not about the individual activity; it's about what it reflects about who you are as a person. It's right on my tits how fussy they are about shiny boots. <laughs> I don't even like. I don't even really like. I want to see my face in those boots, hey, yeah. boy. Like I remember, like like I, we would have been in school around the same time. So like kickers and moccasins were big. Like yeah, was, yeah, so yeah. Shiny shoes weren't. Maybe that's why. Maybe I'm a product of my upbringing. Kickers sh- with the, the boy. Yeah, like if we'd have gone to school saying that, like the late. Like I got married in a pair of pointy spats. Ooh, fancy dance. They kicked ass. I don't, I don't, very often, I don't really like get flashy with clothes, but I trekked myself that day. Like that era, if we were gone to school then and we were wearing winkle pickers, oh. then maybe I'd have been a shiny shoe culture. But because I think it was like kickers and pods, yeah. like when I was younger, it was like shiny shoes. I need the mat effect. I need like, and you want that little bit of piping so that if you're kicking a ball about, that gets damaged, but the shoe doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was, it was like, False economy to get the cheap ones because that would, you know, they're held together. So shiny shoes doesn't work for me. And you see this arsehole being like, get those boots shined up, little asshole. Yeah. yeah. I don't respect that. Yeah. Bully, actually. Nasty. Nasty. Just be kind. But yeah, Lacey Evans. If you can be anything in the Marines, be kind. <laughs> yeah. Wait till she gets in the ring. Let's see. Exactly. Let's see. Uh, then it was time for Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox. I think this was actually where they played the Tegan Knox stuff, but mm-hmm. it was a great setup for her. And Cole said, oh, maybe if you win this, you get a title shot. And they did. Mm-hmm. Um, Tegan Knox on fire early. Just great to see her back in a wrestling ring, genuinely. Uh, and then, again, another glimpse of Rousey. There was a bit in this match where I was like, there it is. Go back to that. Okay. She just comes in, starts hip-tossing her for fun. Whip, whip. And then just just takes the piss out of Liv Morgan. Oh, that was so great. The with the tongue out and the. Uh, uh, that was because I thought you were going to say, well, that was a bit of Ronda Rousey. I was like, why are you still doing this? Because it was absolutely terrible when she missed soul getting thrown into the corner. Yeah. And Jesus Christ. But the Liv Morgan thing was a genuine popper. Yeah, really, really funny. She blued her tongue for the benefit of it as well. Appreciate that. There's something there still. I'm pro- mm. I promise you. Uh, gets the ankle lock on it, and I thought, oh, cool, she's going to break because like she's going to hit you and Tegan Knox again. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah. Um, Morgan and Baszler coming at the same time. Go back and forth between them. Morgan hits a double stomp, goes for oblivion. Baszler counters with a nice German suplex. Mm. Uh, and then out comes Raquel Rodriguez, arm in the sling still. Referees, lots of officials. You can't do this. You can't get involved. Yelling, yelling. Distraction, distraction. Um, Ronda goes out to try and deal with this, of course. That means that Baszler is in the ring with Liv Morgan, goes to the Kirafuda clutch. Morgan breaks free. Uh, Knox hit, comes in, hits the Shining Wizard. And uh, Morgan gets the one, two, three. Yeah. And they get a title match next week, like you say. This was a mostly crap finish, but it was done in that Triple H way where they try and like throw in a finisher to make it seem like it hasn't been a banana skin. It wasn't quite as bad as Ricochet and Braun from the yeah, other Yeah, on a roll-up at least. No. Um, and the Shining Wizard was better this week than the last, so that's good. I... I don't know. This, the problem with this Shayna Baszler on the route, because I'm with you, I want to I wanna see these flashes of patter, but they have absolutely become like kind of boss and hey boss guys. Mm. Like they, they're kind of losers. So they're, they're undermining their own message. The, like the booking is undermining the message of the Rousey Shayna thing because they do get beat quite a bit or they are there to set up things and it's just you cannot, you cannot both and expect it to work. Look, basically, do all this, set up Raquel and Liv and Tegan and Shotzi obviously got mm. injured again. Put them all in the Elimination Chamber and have Ronda Rousey, not actually, but break every single one of them's arms. They could do it. Every single match should end with a submission, mm. or not even a submission, a referee calling it, because they're so brave, they're not going to submit, but she's legitimately broken every single person's arm in Elimination Chamber. There is no one left to challenge her for uh, WrestleMania, except for Becky Lynch. I don't mind it, you know. It's... 
it shouldn't be WWE shouldn't be relying on how forgetful their audiences are willing to be and how much like they shouldn't neglect story on the way. But I could see that and it will work and it will get over. Like Shayna Baszler before the Elimination Chamber that you adore and you're right to by the way it was class. Yeah, she bit Becky's neck like a zombie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but like it didn't matter after this elimination chamber, so they can do it. But I'd rather, it, ideally, I'd like it not to be rubbish on the way, but it <laughs> yeah, looks exactly. like that's what we're getting. Yeah. Uh, right, main event time. It's time for Kurt Angle's birthday celebration. Gabriel Stevenson offs to go out with him. Angle's like, no, no, stay and enjoy this. <laughs> Just in case I need you for an incredibly contrived set of circumstances. I also like they're like, no, no, stick around and enjoy, enjoy this party featuring like six people. Yeah. I don't want to ruin this party with Shinsuke Nakamura. Emma crashing on Riddick, six balloons and a screen just showing video highlights of Kurt Angle's matches. Why can't wrestling do this? This whole thing exists to be this like firework-laden, like carnival, mm. circus-like almost, a wandering circus, you might say. And yet, when you've just got to do a normal thing, like throw a birthday party, it looks worse than the sh- I have to knock together for when one of my kids turns seven. Like, like, like WrestleMania happened and they just put, uh, put some balloons around MetLife or something. Yeah, like WrestleMania as presented by Orange Cassidy. <laughs> one bit of plasterboard where like they've spelt wrestling wrong at first. So yeah. they put like wrestling mania and they've had to like scribble out the <laughs> ING with a very hard E over the top of it. Like, or like it goes down the side of the card, like when a kid writes a birthday oh, card. Yeah. Happy birthday! <laughs> like that. I always used to have like a spring with the Y coming off it. <laughs> D-A, oh, bollocks, we're running out of space. <laughs> I, I imagine you could be a guy who, like, did a lowercase i, and then instead of a, just a dot, like, put, like, a smiley face yeah. or a star or something wacky. Bit yeah. of fun, bit of fruit oh, with yeah. it, yeah. Wait a second, that's not just a dot, look closer. <laughs> uh, big cake in the ring, the cake looked good. Yeah. Big cake, um, and uh, Angle's thanking the fans. When are you here? Uh, Shoosh! Shoosh, please! <laughs> and I was like, yes, perfect. Um, Gable comes out, pissed off about not being invited to the party. He says, look, oh, it's even more a tie for the occasion. <laughs> Do you know how difficult that is when you got no neck? <laughs> I love these two. Yeah. These, if Gable, Gable's mid wrestling, and he should do more, and he should probably win loads of titles, eventually, mm. but he's got a space for life here doing this. Yeah. And Otis, I'll hold my hands up. I was like, Otis? But this, this duo works perfectly. Tell me that... Um Otis and Chad Gable versus FTR wouldn't absolutely rule. Yeah. If uh, FTR make the right call <laughs> next year and uh, make the move. Uh, That's the only thing now, by the way. Okay. I've decided, like, WWE is definitely the play. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 2022 has been this, like, yeah, we're going to take on the entire world in tag team wrestling. It's like, that was good. Now take on the entire world wrestling entertainment. Because if you can make that work, Jesus Christ, yeah. you really are number one with a bullet. Uh, well, not quite yet. Who says better? Uh, <laughs> so Gable's like, I know you why you didn't let me come to your party, why you didn't invite me, because you know I'd come and out shine you. I'm the real best Olympic guy. I haven't got the medals to prove it, but still. Um <laughs> And uh, he says, for once, though, I'm actually going to agree with the, the fans because mm. they are right. You suck, Angle. Um, and uh, hey, I love the way he cuts him down. You've got no integrity, Kurt. You've lost your intensity. And if you've got any intelligence left, get out of the ring now. And Otis is going to eat your cake. <laughs> and the fans <laughs> like, oh, that's horrible. But I do want to see Otis eat that cake. Let's have a look at that. Eat the cake. <laughs> eat the cake. Angle goes to leave and you're like, Oh, they've really pissed on his chips here. Yeah. And then his little face when he turns around and he says, uh, hope you enjoy that cake. Uh, you know what you need to wash all that down? There's a load of milk. And I, I know it's stupid. I know it's like, uh, Austin better. <laughs> but I was like, oh my God. Milkomania, baby! 
out comes Gable Stevenson on an old-fashioned milk truck, <laughs> and they chuck milk in the ring. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Gable and Otis are the perfect sort of prats to sell this, Aye. getting lobbed milk at him. And I was like, there was a bit of me, and I was like, that's not the bit I need the, the, with the hose. There, there was a little bit of a wait, wasn't it? Like, they keep throwing cartons. Is this, is this the end? can't be <laughs> it. Come on, yeah. come on. And now uh, the hose comes out. It's a fucking powerful hose. Well, I think yeah. Cole got absolutely soaked here. Oh, man, I, I thought about this with the original Milkamania and the beer bath, for that matter. What, like the fans on those floor seats, especially with milk. Like you're going you to stink, the you? angle story about that, where he basically didn't have time to shower after that. Oh, segment. yeah, he has to get on the plane. Or He's got basically cottage cheese or whatever oh. it is in his ear. Do you remember when we found that video that time where somebody had edited it to make it sound like Jim Ross was saying, <laughs> it's come! <laughs> and it was good. all we could watch for about a week. Um, Michael Cole <laughs> drops every milk pun I've ever heard. Did that push you to your limit? Because I like a bit of stupid yeah. bollocks, but that was quite a lot. All right, we've all had a laugh here, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Turn it. Um, and yeah, um, Anglin, Stevenson, celebrate Milkomania Part 2. Yeah. Um, Milkomania was a parody of the beer bath. Mm-hmm. So this was a tribute to the parody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Like, I, 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 it put a big smile on my face to close this show. And I, like you say... I have my uh, reservations, let's say, about Gable Stevenson. I don't think he's got it. but Because um, I don't think... It, uh, just the, the the selling from Gable and Otis here was just abs- prattful, extraordinaire. Gable Stevenson is an Olympic wrestler, right? Mm-hmm. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he should have... This was bad booking. Bad booking. Because what he should have done, as well as throwing some milk cartons, is just slid in there... Gable's perfect because he'll do out for anybody. Like, just pop the hips with the German suplex. Show yeah. me the little flash of like, ah. Because that's what they did at Mania, didn't they, with Gable? Yes. Aye, just give me something that's like, yeah, right. You, I've, I, I'm thick when it comes to amateur wrestling, but I've seen two in the case, or well, three, I guess, with Jason Jordan. In the case of like Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle, and Chad Gable, apply the mechanics to pro wrestling, and I get it, and it makes sense, and it looks cool because mm. there's extra snap, right? Unbelievable snap from these amateurs. Uh, where was that? Like... Okay, you haven't got facials. Okay, you haven't got natural charisma. They're pretty important, but at least you can go. Oh, you didn't go. Yeah. So I, I thought this was like a, again. And like, you didn't have a hose of your own or have the hose. I don't know. I don't know what. It was just like, he was like, yeah. He was cast this tonight. Like Jason Jordan was like, all right, you be backstage, son. And then Gable Stevenson can be out front, son. <laughs> yeah, it was weird, but it was a popper nonetheless. Yeah, it was cute. It was Milko nice. Mania. Chad Gable, man. He's a free hit. You can't. Yeah. He's a cheat code. That one. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on SmackDown on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling today, uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Rampage review. Oh. Final battle review. Hey. NXT Delane. <laughs> review coming later. And uh, also, we're looking ahead to Monday Night Raw, of course. As oh, well, I've had Moxon Takesh on. That was actually really great. Yeah. I've got to stop letting that guy ruin my entire vibe. <laughs> uh, but for now, this has been the SmackDown review. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.